Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutmiler. I am speaking today with Chattanooga, Tennessee bluesman Brian Husky Burnett. Welcome, Husky. How's it going, man? Good, man. Thanks for uh, uh, letting me catch up with you here this afternoon. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. I, I saw on your bio sheet uh, it said the the blues are a religion and Husky sure enough preaches it. That's pretty descriptive. Did, did you come up with that? Um, you know, it's been so long that I've that that intro has been on that bio. I'm not real sure. If I had help with that or not, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, for the most part, I did write the bio. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I mean that's that's a pretty definitive statement, and uh, it's certainly uh, listening to the, the the latest CD. You know, it, it it feels like it fits. I just it's kind of one of those things that caught my eye when I was looking over your information. Right. Um, you come from a pretty long heritage of music. Am I reading that correct? You've got some got some folks in your in your background that that were pretty much into the the music scene. Yeah, um, Johnny Burnett and Dorsey Burnett mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, Johnny Burnett Rock and Roll Trio, like in the fifties, uh, Elvis days. Um, they uh, that's my cousins. Okay, and there's and Johnny and Dorsey's sons. Both of their sons as well, Billy Burnett and uh, Rocky Burnett. Did you uh, get a chance to to play with them? Were Were they alive while you were when you were getting your start in music? No, not at all. And uh, you know, I I grew up in a, a different area of the state, a total different area of the okay. state. Okay. Okay. Um. And they, for the most part, all all of them that, that um, in that uh, immediate family, was all rock and roll, rockabilly, or old time rock and roll, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're they they're in that vein, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, I got <clears throat> excuse me, I got all the a lot of blues influence, a huge amount of blues influence from my uncle. Okay. Tim Burnett, and with both of my uncles, actually. My uncle Rick got me into soul music, and Leon Russell, mm-hmm. and um, on the rock soul side of things, and uh, Junior Walker and the All-Stars, you know, and, and then my uncle Tim got me into blues and tried to start me off with Stevie Ray Vaughan and then just kind of working backwards, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, we've never, I, I, I uh, never jammed with Billy. Um, we've never hung out and jammed. Okay. You know? Okay. So. How long? How long have you been playing music? Oh, uh, I think I'm, I was talking about it yesterday. I've been playing guitar for 26 years, I believe. Okay. Now. Wow. When did it become music as a career for you versus? kicking around high school kind of thing. How, how, how did that get started for you? Um, it got started when I got a gig uh, just kind of by chance, just being at the right place, right time. Uh, I was dating Roger Allen Wade's daughter. Uh, Roger Allen Wade is also from Chattanooga, Tennessee. He's mm-hmm. 
he's a folk country kind of kind of he's he's really in that vein of uh, the Texas singer songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing lead guitar for him. Okay, and uh, that kind of that was my first real paying gig as you know this is going to be my my job. Yeah. Um. So it just kind of went from there. And how long ago was that? You know, that was about 2002-ish. Okay. And was was the blues then um, the kind of the natural course for you? Was that a conscious decision, or did you just realize one day you were playing the blues? Well, like I said, my uncle Tim really started me out on that and uh of course really uh i played blues like by myself in my bedroom because okay mm-hmm. all the cats all my buddies you know were <laughs> either into metal or rock and roll or both or mm-hmm. anything but blues you know <laughs> right and uh and so you know i, was, I did a lot of playing with the radio and there was this uh uh, the college here, UCC, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They had a uh, blues hour, like two or three hours uh, every Wednesday. Mm. Dr. Russell Linneman was the host, and I'd just try to play along with, with all the songs on there. Yeah, cool. Plus get my learning on, just get some knowledge Yeah. about, yeah. about the old guys, you know. Yeah, okay. The um, there's there's a lot of flavors of blues, Chicago blues, Memphis blues. Um, I, I saw in the description of your music, it, it was um, uh, billed as hill country blues with rock and roll. How how did you get that classification for what you do? I don't even know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, really, like. It's it's just amped up blues. Okay. You know, uh-huh. it's it's amped up blues because I've, I've just got rock and roll in my blood, right. and and that's that's the way I was brought up. My dad and both my uncles and my whole family, really. And you know, it's like, and I was in metal bands from high school all the way up to Roger Allen Wade, and okay. and one one more band after after that, really. Uh-huh. You know, so. It's, I just got or two more bands after that, but like, I remember just it's, it's it's in me, and I got to get that out. You mm-hmm, know what mm-hmm, I mean? So mm-hmm. so try to put the two together and not in a um, cheesy way. And um, it kind of sometimes it comes out southern rock, sometimes it <laughs> comes out straight blues, just me and an acoustic. Yeah, whatever you yeah. know. But a lot of times it doesn't it doesn't uh, fit the bill on traditional blues or Chicago blues or something, you know. But uh a lot of times it does veer to the uh to the left and go over there to Mississippi for the Hill Country Blues style. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just I really got into RL Burnside at one time and I still am, but uh that that kinda kick started that whole thing. And you're doing songwriting too, is that right? Yes. Okay. And Tell me a little bit about that process for you. Where, where do where do you draw on your influences from? 
the, the, the creative journey of that? Man, it, it could really be anything. Um, it, somebody could say something and it just sounds snazzy and mm-hmm. you want to use it in a song. Or one line in a song or you want to use the that deer, a killer song that, that's the title for a song or you know it could, it could really be anything a lot a lot of stuff um on the first album and uh a little bit on the second album tells from Eastern boulevard um <laughs> i had a i don't know i guess a troubled kind of past say <laughs> so, give it put it lightly um just you know there's a lot of uh a lot of a lot of stuff <laughs> that you can draw from yeah okay from that you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's yeah, like but like i said it, it could come from anywhere man sure. blues is like blues is uh blues is boogie blues is sexy blues is you know a number of things yeah so, yeah. It's comedic at times. It's a, you know you, you can do a lot of a lot of things with it. So you could draw from many many places with it, and I and I try to try to do that. Sure. Especially on this new upcoming album that'll be out uh, late November. That's really like I really tried my hardest uh, on that one to get a good variety across the board. You know. Where do you find your um, audiences from? Where, where where do you typically find yourself playing? Um, at the level I'm at right now, we do we definitely do a lot of bars. Okay. Um, we play every single weekend somewhere, whether it's here in Chattanooga or whether it's wherever across the country. Um, but there's a lot of biker bars mm-hmm. that are into it, you know, like. Just imagine Roadhouse or something. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but then again, then again, man, you, you get a lot of which I would not have expected, but a lot of traditional blues lovers that are that are into it. Okay. Really into it, and that's uh, cool. You know, like the middle-aged middle-aged white guy. Uh huh. Sure. You know, it's it's there's a lot of Chicago blues fans that are in that demographic yeah. and um, we, we really draw a lot from them as, as well it's it could, it could go I mean partiers whatever it, it could, that that as well kind of can go any direction sure okay um, I read where you've had a chance to to um, to work a lot with um, uh, some of your I presume heroes some of the uh, Pretty great entertainers, uh, Hank Three, um, Leon Russell, Guy Clark. What what's it been like to work with those guys? Um, those were you know openers like uh, the guy the Harris thing. Uh, that was we were opening uh, the the uh, Bluebird in Nashville, uh-huh. and you know any time you get to open for somebody that's uh, high up on your list, it's you know, it's, it's a it's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, any time. Like re- here recently, uh, the last tour uh, months ago, maybe um, I got to open up for. There's like two guys that are that I consider modern that really aren't so modern, but it, it's as far as being out there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Gary Clark Jr. and Corey Harris. And okay. We got to do a, we got to do a show with Corey Harris on the second or third date of the last tour, and it was just you know days like that are just amazing. Like like the Leon Russell thing, man. That's seriously one of my for real idols. Yeah. And you know, like I can get hit by a truck tomorrow and be cool with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. That's cool. Did you get a chance to play with him personally, or you, you said openers? Did is it was that something? Yeah, that you... we opened. Now we got this jam with the band. There's this place um, called the Shed, Smoky Mountain Harley Davidson in Maryville, Tennessee, right outside of Knoxville. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we the, the backstage area, the green room, is like a freaking venue back okay. there, man. It's it's huge with a stage, sound, wow. and. Uh, every backlined instrument, multiple <laughs> instruments uh, that you can think of or that you would need to have any kind of jam session, more than enough. Wow. So the, uh, Leon's, uh, let's see, oh, it was Leon's lead guitarist and me and my drummer, uh, the owner of the place. We had, we had quite a few up there. The bass player, I think Leon's the bass player. Uh, Leon's the road manager. So everybody, almost everybody, except for Leon, huh. <laughs> we got to, we got to do that. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, and the uh, the current CD uh, we kind of touched on briefly, "Tales from East End Boulevard." That's the one that's out right now. Tell me a little bit about that project. Yeah, that's the um, that actually came out two years ago. Um. And we just re-released it, the deluxe edition, with some bonus tracks on there. Okay. From uh, those bonus tracks are from probably 2010 and 11, and they uh, they were just uh, tracks that never really got mixed fully and mastered, and and you can kind of tell, but it's the rawness of it that mm-hmm. kind of you know gives it the flair or whatever. But, uh, yeah, those uh, those bonus tracks on there, there's uh, two covers, two originals. There's a Johnny Cash cover and a Harl Burnside cover. Um, it's, it's, I really, really, really like those tracks. And it, we found those tracks kind of by accident. Okay. And um, we were searching for rare or unreleased or sure. whatever kind of tracks to to throw on it and um, to, to put something out to have something out before before the uh, the brand new brand spanking new album comes out in November so okay. when we found those I was like oh we have to put these in there <laughs> yeah because yeah. back when I was strictly two man band just me and the drummer and, okay uh, yeah it was a lot of fun and you you made reference to the band what what are you uh, what what's that look like for you now uh, the backing band, uh, usually, usually bass and drums, um, and when we can, um, when we can have it, or whoever, really, um, but there's a harmonica player, Jim Ledford here in Chattanooga, that's always with us, uh, about three-fourths of the time. Okay. And then, but, uh, on the, uh, on the brand new album, the, the upcoming unreleased album, uh, we got Daddy Wilkes from the Shack Shakers. Okay, cool. On there, so that's that's sounding really good. 
And that's going to be out in November. I'm guessing you guys are probably pretty close to being done for it. The people listening to this, probably by the time they get a chance to hear this, it, it, it could be that that CD is even going to be out. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, it's a really different approach. Um, both of uh, the first and the second album uh, were different approaches. Um, and this one falls right in there with it. Um, this time we... I had the mindset, I had, I had a, there's a guy, Sweet Georgia Brown, look him up, great, great singer-songwriter, huh, Okay. really in that John Prine, Steve Earle kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, got him to help me, uh, as far as just, like, I'm only one guy, I need, I need some help, <laughs> I, and he, he kept pressuring it, so pressuring me, like, make your masterpiece, don't just go in and play live off the floor, or just you and the drummer and maybe a bass player, like, go in and make that masterpiece. Yeah. And uh, so we did. Okay. So that's our ability, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's got really good variety as to where, like, if you compare it to the first album, it's kind of straight Hill Country-influenced uh, blues, and this one is across the board. Okay. Yeah. Really, really looking forward to this one. Have you titled it yet? How can people find yeah, it? It's, yeah, it's going to be called Ain't Nothing But a Revival. Okay, I like that. That's good. What's the What's the future look like for you? You, you have a a level that you're striving towards? Are you Are you Are you living it now? What What's What's the future look like for Husky? Up, up and up and up and <laughs> up and up. Yeah. And I mean, you know, honestly, like I've, I've done some cool things, and I, I get to do my uh, passion for my job and my career and uh, if I stayed where I'm at right now I'm totally good with that okay but uh, you know you always strive to do sure. better and do more and learn more and you know spread your, you gotta spread yourself out there sure yeah if you're so looking we're, past we're the, in the if you're looking past the now you're gonna you're gonna miss the, the present tense so that that's good that, uh, yeah so yeah how can how can people find you, find your music, get in touch with you? Um, any social media, Facebook, Twitter, ReverbNation.com, um, and obviously my website, HuskyBurnett.net, and the record label's website, RustyKnucklesMusic.com. And you can... Uh, and then just finding the music, um, if you... Anywhere you can buy music digitally, online, you can find it. Okay. And it's uh, B-U-R-N-E-T-T-E, right? Husky Burnett. Yep. Yep. H-U-S-K-Y. Okay. Everybody always misspells one or both. (laughs) (laughs) And it's huskyburnett.net, not .com. That's it. Right. Well, thanks, Husky. I appreciate it. Enjoyed talking to you and, and learning about your music, and I uh, wish you the best on the new CD coming out here pretty soon. All right on, man. Once again, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day. <laughs>